Welcome to Standout, where entrepreneurs share what they've done to become media darlings. I'm your host, Cheryl Tan of CherylTanMedia.com. On this show, we talk about the power of publicity and how you can use it to grow your own business. This is episode number 30. Want a resource to help you get started? You can download my free press release template at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. This interview with entrepreneur Josh Elledge is a case study on how to market your business through the media. He's like me, a former journalist. I had the pleasure of meeting him in person at Podcast Movement in Chicago in July. He has successfully grown his business by turning himself into a valuable resource for journalists around the country. Here are the steps he took to launch an idea and turn it into a seven-figure machine using, for the most part, great PR. Josh Elledge, welcome to Stand Out. Thank you for being on the show today. Cheryl, thank you so much. <laughs> we had the opportunity to meet in person at Podcast Movement in Chicago, and I love, love, love your story. There are so many facets to it. Let's let my audience know who you are, though, and how you got your start. And I, it needs to start with Savings Angel, so it really needs to start yeah. way back. So how did you get the idea for that, and how did you launch that business? Yeah. Savings Angel is a membership-based website where we help people cut their grocery bill in half. And I designed it completely out of necessity because like a lot of Americans, you know, at, at a certain time in our life, we were really struggling financially. And so we got very protective of how our money was being spent. And, you know, we went through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, and I was reading books on the subject. And, you know, we got to that line item for groceries. And, and I asked my dear wife, I said, you know, how much do we spend at the grocery store? I'm guessing like maybe four or $500. And she's like, are you kidding me? She's like, we spend more like seven, $800. And I was shocked by that because I thought that is a big ticket item. That's a lot of money. And I thought there's gotta be a way that you can save money at the grocery store. And so I read a stack of books on the subject. I mean, I just, for whatever reason, just became obsessed with this, trying to figure out how some people were able to cut their grocery bill in half because people are doing it. And I found out that there's two ways you can do it. You can either grow all your own food, which that's not going to work for me. Or number two is that you could use coupons very, very intelligently and you have to apply them to great local sales because a coupon by themselves, that's great. You know, that's fine. You could save some money, you know, shopping sales by themselves. That's great. You should do that. But when you do both at the same time, that's where you can get products for 75% off or more every single week. And so if you can do that on everything that you put in a cart, then that's how you now take an $800 grocery bill. And, and Cheryl, we were, you know, some months we were spending less than $200 a month. Um, so I thought, oh my gosh, you know, if everybody could learn to do what I do, that would be incredible. So we built a service that kind of does all of that work for our members. And that became Savings Angel. And um, I started sharing our story with other people. And, and I, I had a background in working with the media because I was a Navy journalist in the United States Navy um, for five years. And then I owned a small town newspaper for a couple of years at one point. And, um, you know, I, so I didn't have any money for advertising. I mean, I, I was really, when I started savings angel, I'm like, okay, I, I can build the technology and I certainly have some expertise in this. Um, but you know, I don't have any marketing budget. And so I thought, well, 
instead of, you know, just putting ads everywhere, what would happen if I just went out and served audiences and, and I just, you know, found ways to teach them free of charge. And you know what, those who want to learn more from me or those who want to try Savings Angel, it's, you know, $3 and 99 cents a week. Um, you know, I suspect that there may be some people who would be willing to pay that for the value that we bring them. And sure enough, there were a lot of people. That's really a and fascinating so story. Now, yeah. Yeah, nine years later, we've done over five million dollars in sales, and we've spent less than five hundred dollars in advertising. Oh, so, man. wait, say yeah. that again: less than five hundred dollars in advertising. But if now, you I, we don't we don't do regular, <laughs> yeah, we don't do regular advertising. I, I, all I do is PR. That's all I do, because it it fits with my personality. My personality is just just give and serve and help people. And if you do that in front of enough people, and a lot of those, a lot of those people are going to be, wow, that was so great. I want more. And they'll come find you out. You don't have to worry about that. It'll happen. If you serve enough people, you'll, your business will do quite well. (laughs) So you started this business around 2007, if my math is correct. And it was right around the time when the bottom was dropping out for so many families in America. about a couple of years before then, yeah, it was 2011 was absolutely our, I mean, that was our craziest year. I mean, we were having six-figure months because of extreme couponing right. as well, which hit, which, you know, we essentially tell people exactly what coupons to use and where to buy to get those extreme couponing results. So a lot of people, so, I mean, it was, that was crazy, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, when 2011 came around. So that was definitely our high, our high watermark. Right. And you were, it was really the media, I think that, uh, maybe helped that because oh, yeah. they knew that people wanted to save money. They knew that, uh, finances were tight in so many households. And so I think you used your knowledge of, the journalists and what journalists were looking for to help get that attention. Talk about that start, how you got so much great press, knowing your story and knowing what they wanted way back then. Yeah. So people, and, and, you know, when we work with members now and, and, and helping achieve this kind of success, um, there's this perception that, that, if I just do what I do better than anybody else, I'm going to get discovered. And it's a, it's a complete myth. There is no such thing as quote unquote, getting discovered. Everybody has to pay their dues. And if you you don't pay your dues, trust me, it's not going to happen. I mean, you have to put in the blood, sweat, and tears, and you have to actively work on getting discovered. So I sat down with a lot of people. Now, thankfully, you know, I had you know, I had put in a lot of work prior to that. I knew what to ask for. I knew what remnant space was. I knew exact, you know, I I had familiarity with that. I I had developed a personality that I think did okay on radio. And my first media outlet that I worked very, uh, worked a lot with was a local Christian broadcaster. So it was a small media outlet, but that's where I started. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, I'll work with a client. They're like, Hey, Josh, can you get and I say, yeah, absolutely. You know, are you willing to give it a year? That's about what it's going to take in order for you to earn not only the experience, but the credibility as well. You're not ready for the Today Show. Now you can, you know, the other route is, you know, you can go and find a New York City PR firm and you could pay them $80,000 and they can get you there. It's still going to take a little bit of time, 
Um, but it's really, you're either going to pay a lot of money or you're going to have to just pay your dues. There is no shortcutting the system. Um, you know, producers, uh, people of influence, you know, YouTube celebrities, bloggers, podcasters, like anyone who's achieved any level of success, they are protective of their audience and they are not going to let you in front of their audience just so you can sell all your stuff and perform badly. So you need to earn your stripes. So in our case, um, in answer to your question, you know, I started with small radio, started with very small newspapers, uh, ad magazines, I mean, whatever I could. Right? And, and I just offered, you know, value. I offered to serve them. I said, well, well I can't, I can't pay your rates, but, you know, could I deliver value to your audience so that they could look forward to the content, you know, and they said, well, you know, what do you want ads in exchange? I'm like, you know, just whatever you happen to have is totally cool. And I really just play the humble card and, and it will take you so, so far in terms of like what you want in exchange. When they ask what you want in exchange, um, you know, just be very polite about that. Professionals will respect that and they will reciprocate and they will reward you very, very well um, if you're a team player. I love what you said there. Uh, and I talk with my clients as well about starting local. So you went to your local mm -hmm. newspaper, you went to your local radio station, you didn't start on the Today Show. And what I think is really important is that they're real, they're real people. <laughs> they're real people yeah. with their own money issues. They have their own problems that they're trying to do, uh, trying to solve, and they've got a job that they've got to do. So if mm. you help them with value, which I know you help them do, then then they're more likely to listen to you and and help yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, one of the biggest things that, uh, you know, an entrepreneur or professional who wants more media coverage can do is spend a lot more time on research and building relationships with the right uh, influencers and journalists and or producers. And a lot of times it really takes listening with a careful ear to the things that they are interested or passionate in and offering to be of service on that front. So in the case of my local Fox affiliate, for six years now, I've gone in every single Tuesday morning uh, for one or two segments. And that began with a morning anchor who was very passionate about couponing. And so for us, you know, she was a great, she was my advocate. She got me in and she, she made sure that we were able to come in uh, every Tuesday morning for a period of time. And then I had, after doing it long enough, I became a fixture there. And so now, I mean, it's, it, you know, just based on anecdotal evidence and, you know, people coming up to me in the store, I mean, it's a very, very, very popular mm -hmm. segment. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, when, and you can go on my YouTube channel for, for savings angel and you can watch my segments, you'll see, I don't really sell savings angel. I mentioned it twice. Um, when I talk about now you can get these coupons absolutely free, print them out from your computer right now, take them into the store. You can get those coupons at savingsangel.com or Fox 35 Orlando, you know, Fox 35 Orlando.com and you can print them out, but you got to get these coupons, bring them into the store. That was my sales pitch right there. <laughs> and because, because I don't sell they invite me back over and over again. Producers sure. are so sensitive. You know, they're so sensitive to guests that are just going to be like, sell, 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 Blah. right? <laughs> We've seen guests like that. And it's like, ugh, you know, how can we get, you know, they, they get blacklisted. They're like, yeah. oh, we never want that guest again because they're just, they're just a mindless robot that's just all they care about is selling their books. I, Don't I be that. that. 
Don't be that guy. Don't be that gal. Please don't. Okay. So I want to talk about the jump from Savings Angel to uh, the PR business you have now, but I want to talk first about how you were able to get big coverage for Savings Angel. Yeah. So you started local, you got the remnant yes. space, which is newspaper, like leftover right. newspaper ad space. Um, start local, you work with local producers, you're a local personality on your Fox station. Okay. That's great. Um, how did you get big? Um, so I think like our first big thing was at the Grand Rapids Press for Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is an okay media market. I, I'm going to say it's in the forties or it's, it's in, yep. I think it's in the high forties. Mm -hmm. So that's a decent media market. Yep. So they did a whole front page of the business section story wow. all about savings angel. And when that day happened, Cheryl, um, that was a pretty awesome day because it was that <laughs> day that you know, my wife and I, we just, we never, we didn't have to worry about money ever again. And we didn't have to worry about business ever again. I get like getting emotional about it because I know what it's like to struggle as a business owner and to have something magical happen all of a sudden where you don't have to worry from that day forward ever again. That's pretty cool. It's like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, if Oprah would just put me in her favorite things list, you know, <laughs> I'd be set. You know, it's like, well, you, that can happen. Um, and that's why you should take this subject very seriously. Right. Um, so, but yeah, so that was our first kind of really big thing. Sure. And, you know, we had, uh, I think I had, um, you know, the, the journalist, I either reached out to her or she reached out to me in terms of like just asking questions about another story. And I was very, very helpful when a journalist or producer calls or an influencer calls asking for help on something. My philosophy, I drop everything I'm doing and I immediately get that person anything they need. And I, and I completely, like if they ask for a quote, I deliver them three different alternatives and I say, take your pick. Let me know if you want to tweak anything. If you need me to take this back and work on it more, you know, just, I will drop everything I'm doing to help make sure that this, you get this in on time and exactly what you need. And as a result, you know, they know that they can count on me. Um, and so, you know, from our Grand Rapids press, um, then that then led to reaching out to WGN in Chicago, WLS in Chicago. Uh, I've done uh, ABC in Chicago a number of times. Uh, I've been on syndicated radio a number of times. Um, now today that Grand Rapids Press article turned into me being a contributor um, once every other week in kind of like their ad uh, segment that that came like kind of wrapped with their coupons or something. It was just like, I, I worked with the circulation department and we talked about, you know, just coupon inserts. And I said, you know, would you guys be open to blah, blah, blah? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I said, that's great. And so from there, that then turned into a, a weekly column in the Grand Rapids Press. And then that then turned into uh, a, syndica a syndicated column, which now runs in a 11 newspapers, 1.1 million readers every single week. So again, start small, work hard, do great work, and it'll do great stuff. So, you know, TV, um, you know, just because we started working with an online um, group um, through, it was like momseveryday.com or something like that. And, and we started, you know, giving them content. We're like, yeah, you can run our blogs that our blog posts. That's, that's absolutely great. Well, then that turned into an invitation, uh, because they got 
absorbed by gray TV, which is now in 55 TV markets. So just ride the wave. And, you know, in this era of era of media consolidation, you know, keep serving journalists and producers and content, you know, you know, people and good stuff will happen. And just, you know, ask. So working with Fox, you know, naturally, you know, my next step is to do some work with Fox business because I've been, you know, you know, I've been paying my dues uh, with my local Fox affiliate. And well, Fox is part of there. It's an it's an O and O owned and operated. So they're part of you know you know Big Daddy. I was going to say uh, uh, the, the guy who just left, um, but it's now Rupert Murdoch Fox. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, yeah, so Roger Ailes. It's no longer Roger Ailes Fox. It's now Rupert Murdoch Fox. Um, but. You know, there's opportunities, um, you know, in, in with media outlets. Um, I do a lot of stuff like so Fortune Forbes, Kiplinger's I just provided a couple quotes to, um, you know, and sometimes if you start um, on small, you know, their digital only outlets, that'll then turn into the print stuff, you know, or, you know, you provide, um, you know, provide expertise uh, to a column that, uh, you know, or a blog post that ends up, you know, they really put a lot of promotion behind it, which could be really great for your business. Though I think you sort of touched on it. And I know that you know this is true, but these employees of these media outlets, the ones in your local community, they move up. <laughs> they move yeah. to different cities and sometimes they take you right. with them. So it's something to to think about if you're creating relationships and all it is is building relationships, but the producer you work with at a newspaper in your small little town may get a job in a big daily somewhere and remembers you and thinks about mm -hmm. you for a story. And so the connections are always there. Even if um, you think that it's going to stay at your local level, it may go bigger just because they're moving up in their career, on their career path as well. Oh, yeah. You touched on it yeah. just briefly about the, and I saw you were getting um, emotional, about when the, the Grand Rapids newspaper did the feature. Um, was it immediate that result in your business after getting oh, yeah. that media attention? What was that oh, like? Yeah. So you, you yeah. saw clicks or you saw calls or what did you, what did you physically yeah. see? Oh, we did like $800 worth of sales in one day, which, you know, <laughs> doesn't sound, it's not, doesn't sound crazy, you know, for oh. some people, but for us, that was a big deal. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, our model is a recurring membership model. So, oh, yeah. you know, a strong percentage of those people would renew every single month. And that was just one day, you know, the second day was like another like 400 and some dollars. So, you know, for us where we were at, that was a really, really big deal. I mean, if you knew, I mean, how hard we work and how hard we worked in our business, uh, you know, my dear wife, you know, she and I would each work like 10 hours on, on Sunday entering in data and then another 10 hours each on Monday entering in data. So, I mean, we were really, I mean, that's just entering in data every single week. That's not all the development and all the customer service and all the other stuff that we were starting to do. So, you know, it was really great because with that extra money, we were able to hire some people to help us out. Cause you know, I was working, easily eight plus a hundred hours uh, uh, a week, but that's what a scrappy art entrepreneur does. Absolutely. And I'm sure there's someone listening to us. They're like, yep, I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. All right. So exposure is everything. You can have the best business in the world, but if people don't know about you, mm -hmm. 
it's going to be really hard for you to make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And, but, and so I want to just highlight that point is exposure is important, but the work is too, which you and your wife Mm -hmm. both put in and those two kind of go hand in hand. All right. So Savings Angel gets the traction it needs through the media and it's still continuing to do that. But then you make a switch sort of, kind of, right? I guess you realize. no, 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 no. Well, in the sense that, no, no. You tell me. (laughs) I wouldn't say a switch. I wouldn't say a switch. Um, So Savings Angel is a great, mature company. Mm -hmm. We're doing well. It's very system-based. And so, and and if you're familiar with Michael Gerber Mm E-Myth, Um, and, and this happens sometimes and I, I, you know, will advise entrepreneurs who are like, oh, I want to start, you know, I got this podcast going. I want to start a second podcast. I'm like, whoa, why, why, why would you start a second company? I, I am really much an advocate for now discover your strengths where, you know, you pick one thing and it's very narrow and you just hammer it, hammer, 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 hammer. So, you know, I've been building savings angel for, um, you know, at the, at the time that uh, I made this, you know, you know, really discovered this new opportunity for eight years, I'd done a lot, made a lot of money doing that. Um, savings angel does not require a lot of my personal time because I have amazing, amazing people that run that company so well that have been with me for, you know, nearly a decade. Um, and so that's kind of what you want to build. You want to build a lifestyle. You don't want to build a job Mm -hmm. and it takes a lot of effort at the beginning, but once you systematize it now, uh, it frees you up. So it was to answer your question. And and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say, no, 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 (laughs) I'm not changing gears. I, I, um, but you know, it was, it was, I went to a conference a couple of years ago. It was actually podcast movement. Um, the first one, uh, and I was in the lobby and I was, you know, just kind of sharing like, Oh, what do you do? What do you do? And I said, Oh, well, savings angel, you know, and blah, blah, blah. You know, we've, you know, we've been, we've done pretty well. And they're like, well, how well? And so I'm like, okay, you know, we've, we've, you know, we, we do very, you know, we've had, you know, we make seven, we have seven figure years. We do. Okay. (laughs) We've got about, you know, 30 employees. And, and so they're like, wait, what, how'd you do that? And, and, and they're like, do you do Facebook ads? Are you doing Google advert? You know, what are you doing? I'm like, no, we don't do any advertising. We just do, you know, I work with the media. And and so they just start, you know, these other entrepreneurs are like, oh, you know, you have to teach me how you do this. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe I could do like a video where I, uh, you know, explain this, or maybe I should develop a, you know, a service that could help entrepreneurs. And so that's what we created. So we created a, a, a service called upendpr.com. And we do what, traditional PR companies don't do. Um, instead of being a gate, uh, a gatekeeper of, Oh, you want to talk to that influencer? Well, that's going to be $200 an hour with a minimum $4,000 a month retainer. Um, that's great for large corporate clients, but for entrepreneurs and startups who are like, look, I need something for like a thousand dollars a month or under right now. Good luck. It doesn't exist in the PR world. I mean, if you find anything, generally the results are going to be pretty crappy. I've blown over $25,000 hiring PR people with pretty meager results. Uh, And, you know, so I know how painful that is. And I've talked to people that have gone out of business. You know, they had a Kickstarter campaign. They put they put eight thousand, ten thousand dollars to the PR firm, and they got jack out of Mm. it. I don't want that to happen. Um, The the problem with uh, with PR is generally, if you have a limited budget, you can't afford what you truly need. And PR, uh, folks are generally very good at what they do, but they can't afford 
to give you their time for free. Or, you know, when they have large corporate clients that are paying them $10,000 a month, it's really hard for them to say, oh, okay, well, I'm going to spend a lot of mind share with this $1,000 a month client. So right. there's a huge opportunity right now in the PR world. And, um, you know, a small business is just not being served. And so we created more of a done with you solution where we have access to all the same tools. We pay a lot of money for those tools. But as a result, we say, okay, now all my entrepreneurial tech startup friends, startup friends, you know, professionals, attorneys, doctors, you know, who have smaller uh, offices, smaller um, businesses. I said, now we all have access to the same stuff. Let's share these resources. Let's share the pool. Let me teach you exactly how to do it. Um, you know, and as a result, our clients, you know, we have one client that teaches real estate investing, got 28 media mentions uh, last month alone, including the Associated Press and the Washington Post. Um, you know, the guy's killing it. And, you know, I tell you, he pays about one tenth of what you would typically spend to a PR firm to get that kind of media coverage, less mm -hmm, than one tenth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're using experience that you've gained on the job, on your own company mm -hmm. to help entrepreneurs like the service-based businesses, the professionals yeah. uh, get that kind of attention. How gratifying is that? Uh, yeah. So I'm at the stage of my business where now it's about leaving a legacy. Um, you know, I feel like I, I, we've got good money. We're doing all right. Um, you know, now, you know, I, that, that first year of business and I've had businesses that have gone completely under, I've gone, you know, I've gone through bankruptcy. I've lost homes because I, I I'm the consummate entrepreneur and, um, it's, I know what it's like to deal with that stress in your marriage. I know what it's like to, you know, especially as someone who's charged with being the breadwinner for the family to, um, you know, to really worry about, is this business going to make it? Um, and, I know at the same time that there are so many brilliant ideas out there that because they're not really getting the exposure they need, they're going to die on the vine. And if I can, you know, if I can help them get the exposure without having to pay so much money, I mean, it's, it's just really, it's not rocket science, but it is a skill set that is absolutely learnable. Becoming a celebrity, becoming famous, it's a skill set. It's a talent uh, you know, to be able to navigate that world. It's a talent that you can absolutely learn. And um, it requires talent. It requires skill. It requires good decisions. And then it requires access to resources. And so that's kind of our model, what we've done with, with, uh, with Upend PR. Let's leave our folks with just some things that they can do. So let's yeah. say they, they are the people you work with, they're entrepreneurs, mm. they're solopreneurs, they're professionals, lawyers, accountants, um, business owners who are not quite ready, not quite ready for that $10,000 a month PR retainer. What would you say are the three things they need to do to get the media coverage to help grow their businesses as they've seen you do with your own? Right. So inevitably, if I am talking with a startup, and I'm talking with the owner and I ask her, okay, I want you to go out and do two hours of PR work, go. Inevitably what, what she's going to do is she's probably just gonna start spamming influencers and journalists. Right. That's probably the worst thing you could do. Right. And so similar, I mean, you know, on that note, you know, sometimes when I talk with people and I say, okay, um, 
you know, I explain what I do and they're like, oh, Josh, I tried PR. It doesn't work. I said, well, what did you do? So, well, we, we paid $800 and we blasted out a press release because that's PR. I'm like, no, that's probably the second worst thing you could do. Um, you know, what, what I really want to make sure that you spend your first 30 days doing is you work on your authority because when you reach out to an influencer, they are going to make, you're either going to get a response or you're not going to get a response. And I want to make sure that they take you seriously and they say, oh, this is a great opportunity. Uh, I want to work with this person. She's obviously very intelligent at at, at, at her uh, in, in you know in this uh, in this field. And oh my gosh, look at all this credibility. Um, you have to work on your credibility first so that you can improve your success rate when you reach out to these people. So if if and and you might think that this sounds so superficial, but we all do it. You get unsolicited. You likely get unsolicited emails on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Most of them are either going to go into you know you're going to spam them, you're going to delete them without much knowledge. Some of them you're going to be like, well, who is this person? It doesn't sound bad. Well, and so you're going to check them out. You're going to kind of look at the email, looking for clues. You're going to maybe click on their website, take a look at that. Um, you're going to check them out a little bit. So here are the three things you need to make sure that are really good. Number one, your website needs to impress within five seconds. Cause that's about all the time. It's like, you know, it's like when you meet someone and you're like, you know, you've heard these studies, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, should I go out on a date with this person? Well, the other person's gonna, they're going to size you up and they're going to form an opinion, like within five seconds, like you don't even need to say anything. Just like the way that you hold your, like your energy, they're going to feel that so quickly. So that's what you need to convey. So your website needs to be responsive, needs to load fast, needs to be professional, needs to be updated within the past couple of years. And when I scroll down to the bottom, it better say copyright 2016 or whatever the current year is that you're listening to this. Okay. And if that stuff's out of date, that's a red flag. It's not going to rule you out, but too many red flags absolutely will. The second, so number one's website. Number two, uh, and this is all assuming, Cheryl, that your pitch is um, not over the top where it's all about me, 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 me. It needs to be about this is people are talking about this. I've got a great hook. Uh, and, you know, and, and people are really going to appreciate the value that I can bring. Right. That's, that's assuming again, that's, I could spend a whole hour with you on the pitch and I'm <laughs> sure you've done other episodes where you talk about, you know, having a great pitch. Um, number two is your digital reputation. So if I do a Google search for you, I mean, you can search my name, do a Google search for Josh Elledge, E L L E D G E. I can tell you exactly what you're going to find. Mm -hmm. You're going to find that I serve a lot of audiences and I work very hard at that. So Pretty much anyone can drastically improve their Google search results for your own name or the name of your company within three to six months. All you have to do is just serve a lot of other bloggers, podcasters. Don't ask for links back. Don't ask for them to promote you. That's inappropriate. It's they professionals will reciprocate, but you have to give them the space to do that. Instead, just write great content for them and it, it'll all work out in the end. And that's when people Google your name, they'll find you and and uh, they'll they'll find that you have been a giver and you're an authority in your space that's number 2 improve your google search results because if if we google your stuff you know google your name and your company and nothing comes out it indicates that 
you really haven't been around very long. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, number three is your social media needs to be great. And when I mean social media, if you're working with influencers, my A number one de facto platform that has uh, that is eliminated what I think historically you would have had to pay thousands of dollars a month to a PR firm for is Twitter. So you need to take Twitter seriously. And I'm not saying you need to be on there multiple times a day. I'm all I'm saying is that you need to have a great profile. You need to have a good uh, image. You need to have good cover art and you need to show some engagement. It would be helpful if you have a couple hundred followers, which is not hard to do. Uh, there are lots of great articles out there. We've got some great articles at our website that can teach you that. Um, but I'm a big believer in Twitter. And so if you use Twitter, Twitter is a great platform for introducing or initiating relationships with pretty much any influencer you want, particularly those in the media, because about 90% of, in my experience, Cheryl, and you probably have mm -hmm. a similar experience, but 90% of people who work in the media, mm -hmm. they're on Twitter at least you know, casually. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a great way to get, you know, tips, news tips. It's a great way to connect with experts and it's a great way to connect with influencers in the media. Right. So take that seriously, because again, if you know, your, you know, your avatar is just a logo of your company or your avatar is a bad picture of a cat or something like that, you're not ready for prime time. Mm -hmm. I would say like, Twitter just is less likely to engage Twitter is for sure yeah, important. I think Facebook is too. They're all on Facebook. Journalists are out there with their Facebook pages. Station websites have Facebook pages and they mine those comments. They're, they're listening. They're always, always sure. listening. Some great yeah. tips, Josh, really. So for anyone who is getting started, who's like, I don't understand. I'm confused. I don't know what to do. This is a great a uh, little tutorial on what to do to get started. I am going to link all of your information. You've got a podcast, Savings Angel information, mm -hmm. a Ben PR. We're going to link that to the show notes at CherylTanMedia.com. I want to thank you for sharing such valuable information on how you've been able to market your businesses through the media. Before we go, just a question I ask everybody who comes on the show mm -hmm. is, what makes you a standout? <laughs> so I, I think that one thing that people can, people are generally very perceptive. And um, when you watch a reality TV show, you might be seeing someone and you're like, Ooh, there's something about them that I just don't like. Like they're creepy or something like that. It's, I, I feel like um, authenticity is, is, is probably the thing I strive to be, even if it's not perfect or if it's messy or if it's not necessarily always the thing that people want to hear. I feel like being authentic is me being my highest self. And I, I generally feel like if, if, if you're authentic with audiences, um, they're, they're going to connect with you. And so I would say in terms of standing out, one thing that I've really, really, really just made a commitment to is, uh, and I'd say compared to other people, particularly those who try to work with the media is I always just tried to never be phony, always be authentic, always be real with people. And if you have a, a, a heart for serving people, people are going to feel that as well. And you're going to find that PR is going to come very, very easy for you. So I'd say in terms of standing out, um, I think it's one thing that I've worked very hard at is just to let people know I'm on their team and, and I want their highest good, regardless of, you know, what it means for me. So there you go. That, that's my, that's my, 
I'd say where I stand out. Good stuff. You're kind of asking me to toot my own horn, which people <laughs> sometimes are uncomfortable with. You did a great job. You did. Josh, thank you so much for joining us for the show. My, um, my honor, Cheryl. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Want to catch the show notes for this and past episodes? All of the standout shows and show notes are in one place at CherylTanMedia.com forward slash podcast. This is episode number 30. The best way to get this show in front of more listeners is to subscribe to and review the show on iTunes. Thank you in advance for your support. Until next time, I'm Cheryl Tan.